Chapter 1 Have you ever had to walk with a broken rib? If not, count yourself lucky. And if you have, I sympathize. If you've ever had to walk three blocks with a broken rib, wrist, and fractured shoulder, all while trying to make it look like you were out for a stroll in the park, well then, you and I should exchange stories sometime. For now, here's mine. My name is Joseph Harker. I'm almost 17, and I'm back on my version of Earth for the first time in two years, if not longer. It's hard to tell exactly how much time has passed when you're hopping from world to world. When I left, I gave up everything I'd ever known. My friends, my family, including the little brother who hadn't quite learned to say my name right yet. The possibility of straight A's on my next report card. My favorite breakfast cereal and riding my bike through the crisp fall leaves on Saturday afternoons. My mother's smile, my father's laugh, everything I thought my life would be. Still, I gave it all up, and willingly. I'd lost so much more than that in the past two days. It was dark. The sun had just been going down when I'd arrived. I'd stayed in the park to watch the red-gold lights set the familiar town afire one last time, and started off toward my school. My old school, I should say. School now was the long, sterile halls and compact rooms of interworld base town, the hazard zone combat sessions, and the trips that were all for field training. At least, it had been. Maybe interworld base town was my old school now, too. No, I thought fiercely, as I concentrated on keeping my feet moving across the grass. I would get back there. I would see Interworld again. I had to. Through the park, off the grass, onto the sidewalk. Even after being away for so long, I knew where I was going, which wasn't due to any innate sense of direction, believe me. I just knew that the park was between my house and my school, and I had landed house-side instead of school-side. Not too difficult, even for someone who might or might not have a concussion. I hadn't hit the ground from that far up when I'd been shoved through dimensions, but it had sure felt like I had. I kept moving, resisting the urge to keep my head down. The last thing I wanted to do was draw attention to myself. I didn't know how my parents had explained my absence these last two years, but I couldn't risk being recognized. I was here to see one person and one person only. Someone who would help me through any number of crazy situations even before I had turned into an interdimensional freedom fighter. My social studies teacher. His house was right next to the school, and I only knew where that was because he'd made it a point to tell every kid in his class that if they ever needed anything, day or night, his address was 1234, the same street the school was on. I once asked if he'd pick that number on purpose so it would be easy for us to remember. He shook his head and said, No, I picked it on purpose so it would be easy for me to remember. 1218-1220. It was getting harder and harder to move without stumbling, but I did my best. There were still a few people out walking dogs or supervising young children. I could see a familiar-looking green jeep in the distance, parked at the end of a short driveway. 1226-1230. Almost there, I reached the mailbox marked 1234, stepped around the Jeep, and went up to the front door. The lights were out. Please be home, 
I thought, pressing the doorbell. After a moment, I pressed it again. And then I sagged against the wall. He was probably still at the school, grading papers. I should have gone there first. I wasn't sure I could make it there now. I stood there for a few minutes, weighing my options. Could I wait? Should I wait? Joey? My knees almost buckled, though it was with relief rather than fatigue. I knew that voice. I lifted my head, turning to see my former social studies teacher, Mr. Dimmis, standing there holding a laptop bag in one hand and a stack of papers in another. Joseph Harker, he asked again, and I nodded. Mr. Dimmis, I said, I need help. He peered at me over the rim of his glasses, apparently trying to figure out if I was on the level. I must have looked pitiful, or at least harmless, because he nodded and moved past me to unlock the door without another word. He didn't seem any older. But then, last time I'd been at Interworld for about five months, I'd only been gone from here for two days. I wasn't sure how the time discrepancy would translate from two years, but I didn't feel like doing the math. Come to think of it, for all I knew, I could have been thrown back or even forward in time. I hadn't come here on purpose, after all. Could they even do that? That was an unsettling thought. I was used to not knowing where I was, but I'd never really had to question when I was. Not until my recent association with a time agent, anyway.